This is Daniel, your Game Master and Master of Ceremonies. This is Tori, and I play Dooley. This is Sorcerer, and I play Ty. This is Becca, and I play Mirgrat. And this is Odyssey, a Babylon 5 story. Welcome aboard. I know a great deal more than you suspect. I know, for example, that you're in love with the woman. This woman. And perhaps a strange circumstances that you and he and her should all love, be in love, with the same woman. The first evening I came into this cafe and I saw you, I knew there was something between you and her. And since no one is to blame, I demand no explanation. I only ask one thing. Could you take my card? I have cameras and I have production equipment and we could always use a good more footage, please. So if you could... Oh, oh, business arrives. Just a moment. Ah. <laughs> welcome, welcome, friends. Uh, uh, pay no attention to the lovely foursome over there. I was just conducting a little business. Uh, later, I'll send her over around the drinks. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, you wish to hear more from Bedini, yes? Well, good news for you. After uh, some discussions, uh, we have more to tell about what's going on with our good friends and intrepid adventurers from the Taumari Celestia. I have so much to tell you. So sit, relax, have a drink. There will be many drinks. In fact, we will start with drinks. But before we get to drinks, we have to tell you what happened so far. So... With dealing with the Taumari Celestia, a crew member named Grant has found our other intrepid adventurers of Tai, Duli, and Mirgrat. He was sent there by Madame de Dressini, the great prophetess. Uh, <laughs> you know of her? Of course you know of her. She uh, sent him in that direction after receiving a prophecy that he would be vital to a particular situation. After receiving the prophecy, he met the group and got more informed of what was going on and was uh, suspicious. However, they have come together, met with their other contacts to find more information regarding the Amber and the Technomages who may be involved and several of the other crew, including the Ranger Aparo, a Mimbari who has been sent to this new world of Boyan as a um, sheriff, I believe that's the term. He is now investigating these uh, incidences for our group, for the greater honor of the Rangers and the ISA and all the rest of that, whatever it is. However, as people have come together and they've realized they've had too much stress in their lives, they only do what they know they could do together. They go for a drink. How about that drink? Since we're all friends now. We could go get a drink. It's probably better than my tea. I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> Grant starts to pee down. You're so very good at that. Not saying things. I, I have to learn how to do that better. Yes, that is one of your failings, I have noticed. Since you pointed out. <clears throat> Let's go get a drink. Let's go. <laughs> so, as a group, I'm assuming, you all make your way to one of the closer establishments for alcohol consumption. This is a luxury cruise, and if it's anything like Vegas, you would have to travel all of 60 feet. Booze is everywhere, except for the Mimbari sections. You find yourself in a, a lounge, for lack of better term. You know, there are, it's not quite a bar, not quite a restaurant, but somewhere in between. There's some tables, a couple people playing cards. Looks like just enough space for a very small musical act, which isn't showing. Yes, they have kombucha. Paul, we have decided that after going through the fact that Pakmara eats only carrion and things that have been rotting for a little while, technically fermented foods count. Yes. Mm. The only issue with so many fermented earth foods is that they involve seafood, which is not something the Pakmara can eat. So, but kombucha, <laughs> which is something that, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, kimchi, yes. Hakarl, no. Mm-hmm. But because uh, the pickles are great, um, but 
because uh, uh, kombucha is fermented, it's perfectly viable. Uh, alcohol is a little bit of a tricky thing because beer is a fermentation process, but it's not the same, and it's kind of uh, gray area. But <clears throat> so uh, we have decided apparently that Niagrat um, here has a delightful fascination for the human beverage that most th- people think tastes like dirt. Mm. I mean, they only think that because it tastes like dirt, if we're being honest. I actually know people who are kombucha enthusiasts. I have no idea why, but I just kind of say, whatever you enjoy, go for it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I love tea, and I love fermented things. Cannot do kombucha. But yes, so the bar, again, everyone orders a drink, you know, like five oh, credits I'm of tea. funeral arrangements for Tomasi. Oh, that's right. You make, uh, actually, in this case, you can actually do it through uh, communication. So you can actually go to your panel and your room, mention it to uh, some of the people you know through through the Pacmara government and a few other people that look at this cabin, at this port. There is one of our Pacmara who have died. Here is a question for you. What do you tell them about his death? So the people that I know through, like, the food court, I just tell them that Thomas C. has died and, like, where their corpse is. Um, for the diplomat and, like, the Pakmara government, and I'm also, like, going to do a report to the library, I tell them the whole kit and caboodle. Okay. Just want to specify that, that you've mentioned, been very delicate with information with the cor- uh, the food court, but not delicate with information when it came to the government. Correct? Yes. Um, which, I mean... Let's be honest, the government is all Pakmara, but in this mm-hmm. case, it's the diplomatic attache who is helping pull strings for me and the library to whom I have a duty of information. Gotcha. Okay. Just wanted to be uh, have, have specificity about that because we'll get to that later. So, yeah. So, you make, the, you make a quick report while everyone's getting their stuff together, and Ty takes a few minutes to kind of go, this is my head, this is my head. Okay, good. I'm... I'm, I'm... <laughs> I'm sane now. Okay, this is fine. Oh, yeah, more or less. Let's just say mostly sane. 90%. 85. Okay, maybe a strong 70. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, there's a great line from an old Doctor Who episode. If you never bring weapons, if you see the people mean you no harm, they'll never hurt you. Nine times out of ten. Eight times out of ten. Well, a good seven out of... Maybe, anyway. uh, (laughs) Same sort of deal. At the bar, again, it's quiet, it's relatively dark, people are more than happy to serve you, five creds apiece for, for alcohol, or whatever you're drinking. Grant uh, asks if they have milk. Uh, <laughs> surprisingly enough, they do, and where the waitress, who is human, looks over and goes, white Russian minus the Russian. Got it. Moving on. <laughs> he nods. I order two beers. <laughs> and yours come in standard... Uh, they're not the giant flagons from, or the horn from Shokar's Kill. In this case, they're just like standard, uh, mugs of beer. But yeah, it's like, you're like, I'm playing Double Fist today! Or as some people used to call it, the, um, driving the beer rocket. Looks like controls, you're just holding one on each hand. And that Dooley, I'm assuming, just gets whatever it is Narn's drink, because they don't actually go into details. Yeah. Uh, I, just... I would assume Hot Jala, because is at least on the menu, because Jala is originally from Narn space. Is it? I thought it was a Centauri drink. It is a Centauri drink, but it's a Centauri drink in the way that tea is a British drink. Gotcha. Cultural appropriation. Okay, let's not lie. The Centauri love cultural appropriation. Yeah, they do. (laughs) I'll probably get something a little stronger than that, though. In other words, you you want your Jala a little Irished up. Yeah. Which they probably have some... Uh, term from Narn about, you know, which roughly translates into the sun on the mountain. In the same way that uh, certain alcohol beverages are called really strange names here in, in, in the, in, on Earth. I mean, who comes up with the name Sex on the Beach and a, and a, and a, uh, and a snake bite? Uh, I don't know. The guy who came up with Harvey Wallbanger? There you go. Who is this Harvey? Why was he banging that wall? Uh... <laughs> And why is that name for such a simple goddamn drink? <laughs> Never had one. It's, it's a screwdriver load of Galliano. Yeah. I thought it was beer and whiskey. No, 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 no. Harvey Wallbanger is uh, orange juice, vodka, and uh, Galliano. 
Yeah, Perhaps beer and a whiskey is a black and tan. Okay, thank you. I was going to say, let's ask the bartender. I'm fairly certain she knows. <laughs> I do know. It's a black and tan. I've never heard of the other thing. It must be, maybe it's a regional thing. No, uh, Harvey... Yeah, Harvey Wallbanger? Yeah, nobody's ever ordered that for me, which is good, because I don't know what that is. Wow. Okay. Let's say it used to be a very popular drink in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. I was not born then, so... <laughs> 30 years later. <laughs> so anyway, let's continue this game, you youngin'. Uh, oh, where was I? It was 1987, and I had just gotten a 286 modem. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, everyone has a drink. Everyone's <laughs> like... Ah, alcohol, replenishing my sanity. Or to use a term from Welcome to Night Vale, if you see something, say nothing, and drink to forget. Grant is currently having beverages with a very chipper Pacmara, a shifty but weirdly, you know, but confused Narn, and a utterly traumatized and depressed gruff Bakari. I was going to go with very grouchy, but that works too. Yeah, grouchy works too, yeah. So, after a couple of drinks, and and probably a lot of dead silence uh, for a few moments as everyone kind of processes what the hell happened, what are you guys up to? I leave it to you. So, what next? You're the boss. I got nothing. I just work here. I'm not the boss. <laughs> Alright, well, Mirgarat is the boss. I feel... Like, I, Mirga is probably very on board with this, but I as a player feel that my character is uniquely unqualified to be in charge of others. <laughs> <laughs> Having said that, <laughs> yeah, by the way, it should be mentioned that while this conversation is happening, there is Grant going, wait, what? I'm just writing everything down, man. <laughs> None of it makes any sense. There's no dots with, you know, lines between them. Nothing ties together, but I'm just writing it down so that posthumously they can try to make sense of it. <laughs> so, oh, you're posthumously? <laughs> I assume I'm dying at some point. There you go. Yeah. One of these days. <laughs> Mirgrat, weren't you running some tests? Indeed, I was. The results have been uniquely frustrating. How and? so? Can, can you explain why? <laughs> they point towards a lost technology of which we have very little understanding or access. And? I have no idea how to interpret further results. Okay, Is why don't you tell going, us... I forgot what I said. Sorry, uh, for for uh, Mirgrat, I was just double checking. Is this the way, pl- the player's way of saying I forgot what happened last time? No, this is this is Mirgrat saying I'm not going to start talking about old ones in the middle of a po- in the middle of a cafeteria. <laughs> Fair enough. That's uh, yeah, reasonable. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so um, Julie, you're, yeah. I was going to say maybe you can show us the report when we get back. This is an excellent idea. I look forward to your insights. Grant raises oh. his hand. Yes. Oh, rant. Um, I thought we were talking about drugs. Now we're talking about technology? They are one in the room. Oh. She ran some sort of analysis on it. So the drug is technology? Uh, we're trying to determine how it's made. If we know how it's made, maybe we can figure out who's making it. Ah. Figure out who's making it. Period. I'm, like, trying to read his notebook, but without, like, being really obvious about it. <laughs> Crazy <me> people, period. <laughs> give me a give me a notice check. Law of probability says eventually one of these is going to work out for me. Yep. Uh, that one is also intrigue, too. An intrigue check, because you're trying to do this surreptitiously. Mm, we'll go with that. Okay, I'll do that one. 16, okay. Brent, uh, do you ha- give me a notice check? Okay. Okay, so yes. Not bad. You realize that the uh, Rikari is looking, trying to look over your shoulder a little bit, trying to read what you're writing. You're, you can either go, this is what I'm writing, or you can kind of you know, do the usual hand over, keep your eye on your own test paper if you could, please. 
I just take my notebook and I tilt it slightly away from her. <laughs> I'll look over at uh, Ty and kind of say under my breath, uh, y- you weren't very good at the whole reading off other people's paper in school, were you? <laughs> so if I was good at school, would I be here doing this? I don't know. Maybe you enjoy this. Sorry? What What did you say? I'm sorry, I interrupted oh. you. I was very good at school. Mm-hmm. That's not, not surprising. The scientist and librarian. You know, yeah, I think it's, everyone, everyone at the table can tell you did very well at the school. Just, like, flat out. I mean, I'm just my friend. Friend. <laughs> I feel like education doesn't necessarily have a bearing on whether you're sitting at a table with a bunch of aliens trying to track down mysterious drugs. There is that. So, go ahead. So, this is Grant talking. So, when you're, would it help if we could determine how many places this drug is showing up? Is that relevant? I could ask security. Well, we could maybe map it and see it's coming and going and might be able to Determine a point of origin. Meagrat, what do you think? That sounds like an excellent use of data modeling. <laughs> yeah, that word. <laughs> data is that something sign. you could? Is that something you could get for us? Uh, I mean, it depends on what the uh, security officer you know has on record. I'd never heard of this drug, but then again, I'm operations, so I probably wouldn't know. Uh, Know, just right off the bat, but I can certainly ask. Um, you know, professional courtesy is uh, a thing, but uh, they're probably going to wonder why I, an operations person, am uh, you know sticking my nose in their business. You should use their name and tell them that you are assisting with an international mission. International mission. Period. I look All very right. awkward, but don't say anything. <laughs> Because the thing that's going to come up in security is that I had some. <laughs> also, this drug isn't illegal in a lot of places yet. Technically, uh, might... is right. it? No, oh, I thought it was. I was sorry. We're, I guess I'm having a little bit of delay. Uh, I was about to say, technically, it is classified the same way that certain other drugs, like ecstasy, was in the '90s. It wasn't popular or known enough to actually have a designation. But it would be something that once it was brought to government attention, it would have been immediately classified as a C1 or a C2 narcotic. Uh, but it hasn't been classified yet, so it because it's too new. And it's not made from other, uh, other substances, so they can't determine what it would be initially. It's not like, you know, crack is initially is illegal because cocaine's illegal. That's like the opposite of being grandfathered in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You might also check with medical uh, if they've had some people experience you know, bad experiences from it and or overdosing of it, that might be... That's probably a much better avenue. I'll do that first and then security because medical won't question why I'm sticking my nose in there. Yeah, but if security questions it, just give them Mirgrat's name. She's investigating it due to the death of... I'm sorry, Mirgrat, I forgot his name, their name. Oh, Tomasi. Okay, I can certainly ask. You should also ask for data on incidents involving unknown drugs. Okay, I will do that. Unknown drug, period. Just as a bit of reference, though, uh, you realize that in the last two to three hours, well, actually, let's say 12 hours total, Grant's life has taken a turn. Well, certainly. Yeah, he was just (laughs) doing his job, and now he's uh, investigating a new drug, or at least new to him. Mm-hmm. Certainly outside of his purview, but uh, or wheelhouse rather, but uh, you know he's interested in helping people. So there you go. There you go. So, okay. So Grant is going to talk to medical and possibly security. What is everybody else going to do? Uh, I'm going to go down to steerage and assist with funeral p- preparations. Okay, so that'll take some time. I'm not going to go to steerage. No. <laughs> Refresh my memory. I had an acquaintance in that restaurant. Mm. Yeah. The, 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 was... the, the Centauri girl. Yeah, what was she doing for us? So, yes, she was looking into various leads on her end to see if she had heard of anybody dealing with a new drug, dealing with incidences, things like that. She's basically keeping her ear 
to the grindstone uh, for you and possibly trying to look for any links that she may have, even though she is um, very much, to use the proper term that the ISA will possibly countenance, a indentured servitude. Okay. So, but, um, yeah. And was I supposed to check in with her, or she was going to send word? Uh, either way works. Again, unfortunately, there is one thing about this, and I remember this after after we talked. She's in... Steerage. Steerage. All right. Can't go there. Um, I don't know, Ty. What do you want to do? I mean, I could use a nap, personally, but... <laughs> Actually, you had one. You just woke up from a nap with a corpse. A nine-corpse nap. <laughs> any corpse nap isn't as restful as really any other kind of nap. I would try to before, the, but... <laughs> by the way, Corpse Nap will be the next metal band you've ever never heard of. Yeah, I think that happened years ago in this, this like, really seedy club. Hi, <laughs> we're Corpse Nap. We're here to make you feel sleepy. Uh... <laughs> it's exactly the kind of scene I did before coronavirus. Most <laughs> clubs with metal bands. Okay, grief. Uh, so Ty could use a, you know, after dealing with the corpse nap, I'm guessing... Actually, the, though, flipping right. back through my notes, um, I have an appointment with this Alan Gibbons person. I don't remember why I had this appointment in real life. Please remind <laughs> me. I wrote it down, but not what it was for. <laughs> Alan Gibbons was the guy you had the vision with. The yeah, blue but crystal. And the appointment... Hmm, yeah, yeah, was I was I asleep during this? I don't remember this at all. You might have like you, three weeks ago. You may have three forgotten. Weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> at this point, I, I admit I may have forgotten, but that's okay because he's the guy who uh, you saw in your vision too about the book. Mm-hmm. Do you have? If you want to take the appointment with him, you're more than happy to do so because that you may, you may be in the part of the uh, guys. I have a something I need to investigate too, so um i'll go on my at my end and then we would have officially split the party four ways which is fine i mean i would ask dooley if she wants to go along since she's <laughs> bored or does dooley have other av- avenues to work with um i don't really have anything else going on <laughs> i think that's what she was asking dooley was going to ask yeah. you about because she had the link with uh the girl whose name just jumps right out of my head uh do you have it written down no, uh, no, no, uh, of course not. You need to finish editing. I know. <laughs> I mean, or we can just rename her and pretend that, like, one is her first name and the other is her last name. There is that. There is that. Uh, <clears throat> let me go to my wall of inspiration here. Aluto. Um, and someone write that down, please, or I know I'm going to forget it again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Dooley could try to surreptitiously try to contact Luto, um, about this. Um, you could, you know, for that. Um, there is at least two other things you can try. If you want to do an intelligence check, I will. And if you make the intelligence check, I'll give you a suggestion. And in fact, what's your intelligence? It is 17. Okay. Very intelligent. So I'll make you this bargain. If you get 15, if you roll a 15 to 17, you get one suggestion that comes to mind. Ten, uh, you roll 10 to 15, you get two. Five, <laughs> five to 10, three. And if you roll a one to a five, I'll give you four suggestions on how to deal with that. <laughs> cool. And this is when she rolls the 20, right? No, I rolled a six. Okay. All right, so six. Three. One, you just sent away Aparo, the ranger who has no connections to the down, uh, to the steerage area, can more than happy to fetch her or as part of the investigation. You can also approach her as uh, a ranger, which is, you know, they're subtle. They can get information. No problem. That's that. You have, he also had other links that he brought up about, oh, yes, you asked me to investigate technomages for you. You could ask him about that. Three, you could have somebody order food under the demand that – Veluto, deliver it. This is code in steerage. Can you guess what for? Mm. Yes. Eh? But just because 
a boss thinks that's what's going on does not mean that's what's actually happening, but that's also good cover. So there's that. That's three suggestions, and I believe... Yeah, now let's... I, so we've got the party split, though. I don't really want to split the party anymore. Mm-hmm. Ty will go along with Dooley because they've been doing that anyway, and I don't really think she has a lot else to do. Okay. So, uh, okay. About, and so Ty's appointment will will wait? Sure. I still okay. remember what it's about, and I was, I'm hoping it'll come to me eventually. Fair enough. Um. So we'll order food. Okay. Instructions to have it be delivered by the girl. Okay. It's normally the, the cafeteria is kind of those, um, you know, you come by, they threw stuff in there. It's not exactly a, 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 a good place. But again, through a quick message thing, if you just kind of do the, hi, I'm a Nard. I saw you had a, a cute Centauri girl named such and such there. Have her sent up with the usual on. Oh, and we're ordering this food. And some mozzarella sticks. <laughs> and some mozzarella sticks. And two hog boiled eggs. And, um, all right, that was a dated joke. Um, so, but yeah, so the, the person who picks up, very obviously, the, you know, controller, and says, oh, yes, you want this. Would you say, you know, we were ordering food and we wish it to be brought up by Aletto in the quote-unquote usual way, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. He gets that sneer, a sneer that goes, oh, yeah. Narn like it when they get the Centauri. It's they think it's fun, but he kind of winks, nudge, and says, "Yeah, usual rates may apply." Fine. Order up the food. I've got a little bit of money. So it's about a hundred. It's a hundred creds. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I will. You know, we'll wait for the. Food. We'll go back to my quarters mm-hmm. and and wait for the food. Okay. So you you guys head back to your quarters. Wait for the food. Uh, while you're waiting there, I know that Miograt is back down in the steerage area doing arrangements with Tomasi's body, which, again, has to be lying in state for at least three days because it's not ripe yet. Uh, but, again, as a person of the Pakmara, uh, all our Pakmara, once they're left in state for a couple of days, then there is a bit of a ceremony to be eaten. They actually do invite you to say if you want to to join. Oh, yeah, no, I'm fully going to be there. Like, I, I assume that all Pakmara on the ship are going to at least, you know, come by and, and have a bite. <laughs> <laughs> Let us play tribute to, hold up. Oh, wow, Dave is juicy. Um, anyway, but... Uh, <laughs> Lucy um, was like the worst possible word you could have used there. <laughs> Sorry. So you're doing that, and Grant is going to be talking to medical and security about links to the drug substance, right? Yeah, I will go to medical. If Chief Medical Officer Christopher Rule is there, I'll uh, you know wince a little bit because he's brisk. Um, yep. but, uh, if he's not there, I'll, uh, actually, I think, uh, uh, be a little bit happier, but who is there? Uh, okay. So, uh, since Mirga is doing that, we're going to wait on the other two. Let's go with Grant. Uh, so Grant, yes, you actually do make it to Medbay and Dr. Rule is there. And when you get in, he's face first in a scanner, you know, doing the whole, you know, looking over like so many weird things. And particularly it's the blue brain, the trilobal brain. And he's like, he he just doesn't even look up at the thing. He's like, and he literally clicks his fingers and points. You know, so it's, you, there, go get me this. You, there, I need a double-edged scanner. I need a, a, a chemical pack. And I need 17 samples done on just the prefrontal cortex alone. You, there, I ordered coffee, you get it. And then you, when you enter the room, he clicks and points at you and said, you better be holding my scanner. I asked for it three hours ago. I'm not holding your scanner. And what good are you? Still face first, not even looking at you. What good are you? Follow my orders or get out. I don't care which. Either way goes on your record. So are you going to give me my scanner or what are you going to do? I say take a Xanax, Dr. Rule. I'm here with some questions for you in an official capacity. He kind of stops, rolls his shoulders a little bit, goes, 
right? Pulls his head out of the scanner. Uh, you're fairly certain he's had his head in the scanner so long that he actually has – it's not a tan line, but you know when you wear a mask for so long, it oh, has yeah. the ridges pressed? He's got that around Imp- his eyes. Impression so it looks lines. Like he, he looks like he's permanently wearing a, a, a pair of goggles. I think you might need a facial massage, Dr. Rule. Uh, what I need is answers. Uh, lots of them, but I will be more than happy. He kind of clicks. You, uh, Jameson, just keep going with the scans. I'm going to take some time with the uh, with the crew. Okay, thank you. Uh, so he says, yeah, sorry about this. It has been more than a little strange, but let's see if we can deal with this. Uh, please, come in. He kind of brings you into his office. Office is a kind of a correct term for it. It's basically a little more than a a desk, two chairs, and a, uh, in something larger than a closet, but not by much. <laughs> so he sits down, he offers you the chair, says, all right, uh, uh, Lieutenant Commander, uh, what can I do for you? Uh, I'm Grant Sherman. Uh, thank you for meeting with me. Uh, I have some questions. I noticed you're working on the Blue Brain. Uh, I apologize for taking you away from that. I completely understand your frustration. Frustration and fascination. Do you have any tribe-rollable brains are out there? Not as many as you think. At the same point, we have yet to identify its genetic structure. We don't know what this is or where it came from. All we know is that it's covered in a blue goo, which, as far as I can tell, is some sort of preservative, but not like any other preservative we would use for formaldehyde or anything else like that to keep you know flesh from rotting. This thing is a neural preservative. As far as we can tell... That brain was alive until it fell out of whatever it was containing. That is fascinating. Doubly so. As far as we can tell, we're still getting registrations of electrical activity and neural activity. It's not much. Basically, it's a dead brain, but it's still active. That is potentially troubling. Very. So, uh, anyway, anyway, sorry, sorry. He literally holds up his hand counts down from five by, you know, putting his fingers down. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. How can I help? Nice meditation technique. Uh, you learn uh, in med school. Absolutely. So I, this is potentially probably divergent from what you've been working on, but um, there have been some new, or at least one new drug circulating um, about the uh, the ship. Um, I'm wondering, have you had any cases of a drug called amber, uh, which affect, seems to affect different species differently, or any just unknown drugs, if you don't have the name that might, have you had any people come in uh, with uh, issues from related to drug use, okay. apart from the known ones? Yeah. He kind of shrugs a little bit. Says, well, we haven't had any dust. We haven't had any... Uh, runners or or capsizers yet. I mean that's that's usually what you get in these situations. And and heck, this is a luxury vessel. You know, half the things that I would look for currently available in a in in the corner store or from a bar. So mm-hmm. there's that. Unfortunately, uh, the new stuff. I've been so pressed in with this brain. I haven't noticed any uh any new activity or anything like that. Uh, I think Simonson got something, but I haven't heard from Simonson in a while. Uh, he was doing some investigation about uh, something. He thinks it's some sort of crystal of some type. Just Again, he found brain crystals in a uh, person who was having uh, neuronic issues. Mm-hmm. That's about as far as I can tell you. And what is Simonson? If Simonson's not here, what is his last known location? Oh, Jeez. <laughs> I don't know. I, my location has been here, looking right through those goggles. Uh, you'd have to check with, with security. I don't keep tabs on him. But I think I last I checked, he was taking a scheduled break uh, so he could get food and uh, some kip. But, uh, so he would probably be somewhere in, in uh, crew quarters. But uh, that was about, he looks at his watch, oh, it was about 36 hours ago. I mm-hmm. need, to, need some rations and some kip myself. Um, now I just got to find some place that makes a decent lasagna around here. And some rest, Doctor. Don't forget that part. Oh, well, yeah. Lasagna first, then the rest. Sure. Uh, I'm sure the lasagna will assist with that. 
Exactly. Honestly, you don't, I don't like to go to bed with an empty stomach that you shouldn't eat beforehand, but right now I'm going to need the, f- the fuel if I want to make sure I get up after I go down. Yes. Well, uh, Dr. Rule, thank you so much. Uh, I stick my hand out to shake his. Um, your okay. professionalism, uh, it, you know, is impeccable as always. Uh, I say with a slight smirk, and uh, I, I will let you know if I have any other questions. He says, all right. Oh, before you go, two questions. One. Was this a, is this substance found in the human sector or the alien sector? Alien. All right. Second, how did you come to find out about this so I know what to look for when things come in? Uh, it really just kind of stumbled across it. I don't want to bore you with the details too much because they really, I don't think, are relevant. But uh, it appears to be clear. It's a cube. People are calling it amber. Oh, okay. I'm guessing either. I'm guessing because it looks like the stone, and not because they used to love a girl named Amber. I'm guessing that's the case. I guess. Particularly because if you're saying it was in the alien sector, aliens don't name their kids Amber. All right. Uh, all right. If you do happen to find anything, let me know. I'm more happy to run tests on it, figure out anything more information about it. But um, I'll, I'll let you know if I if anything comes through. But so far, here's the other thing: if it's alien sector. Aliens take care of it. So they may not come to Med Bay unless it gets really bad. They may take care of it themselves. Mm. Is there a personnel reason for that, or is this just general distrust of humans? He just kind of shrugs and says, look, things keep to themselves. Pakmara keep to Pakmara. Drazi keep to Drazi. They're welcome to come here, you know, whatever, but, you know, they tend to find themselves where they are. Just how it is. Yeah. I know we're the ISA now, and everyone's got to be close knit, hunky dory, working all together. But you can only do so much. Well, one team is the way to go. And all right, thank you guy. so much, Doctor. All right, no problem. He says, "Now get out before I pass out." I'm on. My, I'm on my way out. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so. You had that experience. Did you, were you going to check with security as well, or did you want to just... Yes, like- but I'm not going to reveal that I'm chasing down the drug directly. I'm going to simply ask security if they know where Simonson is. Okay. You run into Charles Osteen. He's one of the uh, grunts. You know, he's uh, uh, not a... Off- he's, he's security personnel. He's not exactly, like, sergeant, but, you know, he's one of the grunts. He's basically one of the beat cops, as it were. That's yeah, yeah. He uh, he's basically coming out of security when you're going in. He just kind of nods and says, "Hey, Lieutenant Commander." Hey, uh, uh, can I ask you a question? Um, yeah, yeah, sure. How can I help, sir? I'm looking for Simonson. Have you seen him around? Simonson, Simonson. Medical. Oh, 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 Medbay. Right, Simonson. Uh, last I checked, he was uh, he asked about something sort of crystal and mm-hmm. he talked to uh, Sergeant uh, Tuska about that. Sergeant Tuska mentioned some Bercari who had a, uh, a new crystal that was a cube of some type mm-hmm. uh, and that that was about it. Something about steerage. That's about as far as I know. Okay. And what was the, the officer's name one more time? Sorry. Oh, Tuska. George Tuska. He was uh, uh, the second in command under, under, under Kali. Oh, okay. Of course. Yes. How yeah, forgetful yeah. of me. Yeah, yeah. He, he trusts me. Once you see that mustache, that comb over, yeah, you can't miss the guy. Yeah. Is he here? Uh, George? Uh, I think he's on the. He's. I think he's off duty now. But here, go on. Uh, let me check, and I'll, I'll get. If you want, I can get back to you if you want to see if he's in. Uh, yeah. Just check and see if he's here, real quick, if you don't mind. And if he's not, then I'll go hunt for him elsewhere. Okay. Well, he ducks his head back into the security way. He says, you know, "Door closes behind him." He wait like five minutes. Hey, I, I asked around, and looks like uh, George is off duty right now. I think he's uh, down the uh, down at one of the bars, or at least down by the embargo, uh, the, uh, the 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 mall area to get some food and some rest. Uh, that's it. So, uh, looks according to Donkey, he was supposed to talk to some <laughs> couple of rangers for some reason. Hmm. Talk to the rangers. Does it give the rangers names? Uh. He look. He holds up the card. Uh, well, according to this, he actually turns the, the the card, which is actually a data pad. He turns around. And goes, according to this, it says Ranger, and then redacted. Oh, delightful. Yep. 
Well, I shouldn't be surprised. Eyes and ears everywhere. We probably have three or four Rangers on board. You know, vessel this size. They want to keep an eye, a tab on everything. Yeah. So if you find one, I talk to them because they share information. They don't always talk, but I talk to them. Okay. That's a good idea. Thank you, Charles. All right. Thank you. Uh, it's, and it's Chuck, sir. Uh, don't oh, worry Chuck. about the Charles. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. And Dad calls me Charles. Charles, never again, sir. Mm, understood. Yep. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you. So, do that All right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go see if I can find George Tuska. Okay. We'll get back to you. The Argonaut is still doing the preparations because it de- definitely had to wait three days. But again, there's a lot of rapping. There's a little bit of mourning. There's a little bit of singing. There's a bit of a to do while people wait. And I don't it's know. Extended wait. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which again, they kind of take shifts at. So if you're there for a period of time and then gone while somebody else takes turns, that's also part of it too. But since we're uh, since the next on the list would be Dooley and uh, Ty. Um. After a, a, you know, waiting for about 30 to 40 minutes, uh, there is a chime on your door. Okay. You know, chime. Uh, uh, f- f- food delivery. I'll open the door. Okay. You open the door. First thought is, wow. Okay. So she's not in food service delivery outfit. She's not in high class outfit at all, but definitely she's in an outfit that says, I do other things for a living. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll gesture her inside. Oddly enough, she's wearing what might be considered Narn fashion, which for a Centauri is ungodly uh, humiliating. So she comes in, looks up. Oh, oh, it's you. Oh, thank the, uh, thank the 17, uh, 50 gods. Oh, thank the great emperors. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, I go to my closet. I pull out my spare extra shirt and uh, just put put this over that whatever that is. <laughs> she says, she says thank you. She kind of drapes the shirt over it because it's not like she can change or anything. Like she just drapes the shirt. Over. Just yeah. Thank you. Oh God, thank you. Hey, oh. But you brought the food, right? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the most important question. <laughs> she looks up. Great maker, yeah, uh, uh, yes, yes. I, I brought, I brought the food. I, I, uh, here it is. She, okay. In, in but the equivalent of styrofoam packaging, as it were. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. She looks over and says, um, "Well, you have me for an hour before they get suspicious. So uh, after that, we'll see what happens." But we well, should only need to talk for an hour. You, you can tell us if you've found out anything new, and uh, we can eat some food. I'm sorry, we don't have some very good tea right now. She says, that's fine. I, they, they, it, it's mostly the Mimbari stuff they carry on board. They think it's spiritual. I think it tastes like certain flowers. Yeah. Uh, evidently, this one tastes like fish. Um, so, <laughs> what have you found out? I have discovered that Amber has been making its rounds around, that there is at least one person who seems to be actually, is not the source of it, has been taking it in and dishing it out. So you're talking a, a, a focal point, a focal person, who is a, a, a middle person, who keeps between the, the, the those who are uh, transporting it and those who are distributing it. So I, I, I found out that they're in steerage, Near the engines. Um, if you say you know, Benny, I swear to God. Oh no 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 no! They 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 call him. Oh oh, what do they call him? Some people call him Old One. Some people call him uh, uh, the Last One. Um, I think they like to call him that for whatever reason, but they just yeah, Old One or Last One. Is he human? Uh, nobody knows. Yeah. When you have a name like Old One or Last One, that doesn't mean anybody wants you to. It doesn't mean anybody's going to put that on an invitation. Hmm. It's a, it's a code name. It's a pseudonym, like Big Big Guy or Great Cheese or 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 um, uh, uh, King Safety Pin um, or whatever that oh, term is. Okay. Um. 
So it's all being directed by one person, race unknown. Who also apparently has a need for um, archaic texts and archaic uh, stuff. What, Honestly, what, for, what do you mean, archaic texts and stuff? Like, like I've seen a couple people who come to the, 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 the cafeteria once or twice, and they are showing off the stuff they found. IPX would love to get their hands on the stuff that these people are selling for amber, for other narcotics. I mean, we're talking, you know, old books, statues, things I couldn't identify. And yet these people, because they think nobody else sees the value in it, are showing them off at the cafeteria to their friends. Mm. I mean, I, I, I know some of it. None of it's Centauri. That much I can tell you. None of it's Narn. Uh... I might have an idea of what she's talking about. Oh. Either that, or we've got a lot more problems than one thing. But, okay. What, what What do you mean? It's a long story. What do these people look like that you saw at the cafeteria? Oh, there's there's there was a bunch of different ones. There was uh, a Subdrazi, a couple mm-hmm. humans, um, uh, a couple of Rikari. Um, uh, I saw a Bree with a like a pinwheel-like thing once that was weird. Uh, there's this mountain of a guy uh, with um, with a, a book, and then there was this other, uh, uh, another mountain of a drazi. Um I think it's the, one of the people putting on the exhibition later next mm-hmm. week. He had a collection of something called uh, totem masks, whatever that was. Mm. Uh, I just, yeah, there's there's big business in underground antiquities going on in there. And this is crazy. This is steerage. What do they do at antiquities? That's all. It also requires a little bit of forethought. I mean, you can't just come up with an antiquity in the middle of a ship. No, no. Whatever this is, they've been, if they, they're coming to this, they're coming like they have an appointment. Strange. And why this ship? Why? I mean, we're just going to like some new ish colony, right? Well, we're doing a couple of stops from what I've heard, right? We're, we're hitting a couple other planets. Just oh, kind of, are we? Uh, yeah, okay. apparently there's a couple other stops just kind of like for, not like, it's kind of like going on a cruise. You, you okay. hit a couple of ports of call along the way. Uh, some of that's for re- re- refueling, replenishing food stores, and some of it's just to let people out to uh, to take a look at stuff, occasional shuttle, or just to look at the, the locale. Now, most people are not expecting to get off the ship. Uh, this is mostly just for refueling, uh, uh, new visuals, things like that. However, once they get to the colony world of Boyan, then a good third of the ship, if not more, are, are being dropped there. Like almost everybody in steerage and probably half the people in second class aren't returning because they're going to this colony to colonize it. Do you know where these people are going to make the trade? All I know is that they're somewhere in steerage. I couldn't tell you where. It's not like they have me Okay, she actually says, it's not like they have me doing orders. Okay, they have me doing orders, but not many. But um, I don't get, those in steerage can't afford room service. I just like shrug. (laughs) How long is your contract? Is it just to the planet? The contract was 11 years. 11 years? Initially. And how many of those have you served? Two. I see. And, and that, what, what's the price price of your contract? They don't tell me other than that my price goes up for every infraction. Okay. All right. But we still have a, we still have an agreement, yes? Oh, yes, we still have an agreement. I'm just, you know, working out the details on my end. Just, I'm trying to decide if it would be easier to buy it out or, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. I, I couldn't tell you how much it is. I couldn't even tell you if they would respond to a bribe or a buyout or anything else like that. I, I don't know. I I will figure that out. That's up to me. Thank you. Thank you, though. Thank you. All right. We'll finish small talk and send her on her way. But unfortunately, I need my shirt back because I've only got two. <laughs> <laughs> she kind of nods and goes, I, I, I understand. I understand. And she uh, gives her the shirt back and 
the, the small talk happens a little bit. She tells you a little bit about her, that she's, you know, her family was never, to use a term, her family was essentially untouchables. Um, mm. Even the Centauri household uh, uh, caste system is very caste-based, whether they like to call it or not. It's just, you know, hierarchy of houses, as it were. Because if there's high, houses on top, that means there's houses on the bottom. And eventually you get peasants, serfs, yeah. and untouchables. And, you know, to use a, a term I actually I love, uh, the first nation that the Nazis ever invaded was their own. And the, yeah. Centauri, for the Centauri, the first people they ever enslaved was their own. Yeah. All right. But she tells you a little bit about her homeland. Most of it's been, you know, she's been a serving girl in one form or another since she was four. She learned to read and write almost by accident, and that she's been doing this for a number of years. She actually did have a chance of being a servant girl in a major household, but it was for the uh, uh, House Rifa. And, um, yeah, House Rifa pretty much died a couple of years ago. And that's when her okay. contra- that's when she got bought out. All right, so yeah, we'll send her back. You know, I'll give her like a five credit tip. Okay, she says thank you. You know, it'll buy food for her. She's actually really happy about yeah. that. So, but she uh, leaves and gives you the information. Uh, I am going to wait about half an hour, mm-hmm. and then I'll send a note to, or send a communication to the owner of the shop and ask him how much it is to buy out her contract. Okay. Thank so you for the marvelous time, and how much is it to buy out her contract? <laughs> He's like, when you do that, the sneer on his face is just huge. Anarn Vargas Centauri. Oh, that's great. Oh, but I thought you, Narn, are still building up. I mean, it's not like, hey, you guys are rich and famous. Well, I don't have to be rich and famous to own a Centauri. Oh, he thinks about it for a little bit. Well... What to think? She's valuable. Um, hold on a second. This is where I, as the game master, have to look something up because I hate to say it. You know, there's a stat for that somewhere in <laughs> probably uh, in this game. It's somewhere. <laughs> and uh, bonus points for the person who finds it first. I'm not finding it. I don't know. It's probably not in the main book. It's probably one of the other side ones. But I'm looking up. Uh, Price comparisons of uh, other things. The other, uh, services. Here we go. Let me see. Lifestyle costs. This is drug qualities. All right. So it's probably one of the other books that I don't have in front of me. But let me get a basic idea based on how expensive things are. Okay, that gives me a little bit of an idea. Yeah, their equipment section here is not huge. No problem. I'll just let you know that according to what I can tell from the basic research, it uh, their asking price is ten thousand. That's he's, it. But he's willing to negotiate. Yeah. I tell I I let him know. I'll think about it. He says think think hard. She's she's a good worker, and you know she's uh, really good about this. So think really hard and very quickly. Let you know where to oh, find me. Put I give him eight. On the phone. You, you you make an offer for eight. I was right. You, you are flush with money, aren't you? Look, you gotta find the best steel. Ten grand is a little much. Eight's more like it. He might come down to nine. If you, if you want to negotiate, negotiate, this would technically be for you a barter check. I'm not negotiating. I'm just offering advice. Okay. What, what if I hired you to negotiate? Um, let's see. I would do that for two thousand. I'll think about it. Twenty percent of the asking <laughs> price. So it still ends up costing you 10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll let you think about that. I'm going to speed up a few things as we leave it to whether or not Julie and Ty buy a Centauri girl. Where Grant is uh, currently looking for some investigation going on with Simonson, uh, the nurse, who is gone missing after he started looking at some sort of crystals. But I think this is a good beautiful, horrific place to end it, and that's going to be with Neograd. Oh, boy! <laughs> oh, yes. So, while waiting, nobody knows exactly why or how, because they know how long that um, Tomasi has been dead. You know, he's been dead basically a day. And you usually have to wait three for ripeness. However, he seems to be eroding and fermenting at a vastly accelerated pace. 
which they find fascinating. They don't know if it's something he ate or something, you know, digesting him slowly or whatever. You know, they, the new atmosphere or something in his system. All that amber, maybe? It's a, it's a good possibility, but in the process, a couple of the, uh, the uh, learned elders of the, cafeteria, of the, of the food court... Um, <laughs> I mean, if the food court would have learned elders, it'd be a Pacmara food court. Exactly. So, as a way of testing things, uh, two of them decide to, you know, they poke and prod at various parts of the bodies, and it's squishy and, and well, marbled at this point, and they go, this is interesting, and one of them just goes down to sample real quick, just to say, well, is this, is he done? And they choose a little bit, and the other one chews off a little bit of shoulder, just to check a few things, and um, they kind of nod a little bit, and they said, I think we can begin a little early. Out of respect, no problem, but it looked, he pointed this. Everything we know says this guy's been dead for at least five days if we didn't know that he was just walking around the other day. Have either of them started tripping balls yet? <laughs> well, they just started chewing away. This is, no, no, everything's fine. Perhaps we can, you know, start the process and basically move things along. I believe the humans would appreciate if we did. This is where we get a technical uh, luck roll from Miagrat. And of course okay. I pulled that card. So in this case, um, give me a will save. Just a straight will save. All right, give me a moment to check what my modifier on that is. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. All right. 17. Okay. That's respectable. Exactly. So you're like, you know what? Even though this person was respectful and I did have a great vision from him and I wish to embrace... Uh, that which he brought to us, as a librarian, you sit back, you observe, and give the great honors that uh, go forth in this ceremony, as other Pachmara begin to slowly uh, devour him. There's about 10 or 12 Pachmara there with another 30 or 40 waiting in a circle around, each to take their turn, for lack of a better term. And in this case, most of them only take one bite of the, 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 of the deceased and then give on to the next person. Yeah, so, there's enough for everyone. Exactly, and you can't just turn them into a stew. So all this, all the reference and all the singing is going through, the singing suddenly stops. The two learned elders turn to each other, and the 12 other Pachmara who have been taking small bites and singing between, you know, between everything, stop, and they look to each other, and they look to you, and they look to the group. And then as one, they say, in perfect Pakbara, the messenger is the message. And then they turn to you. Ah, what to do with a possessed Pakbara early in the morning? <laughs> and what do they mean, the messenger is the message? What do they find when they investigate further? What will happen when Mirgrat herself investigates personally? You will just have to come back and find out. Listen to Morbidini's stories. But before you go, can I interest you in my business card? I, wait, where are you going? Wait, wait, hold on a second. Come back. I didn't mean anybody. Come back. And that's where we end for this week. I want to thank everyone for joining us and hope you continue to join us every two weeks for another episode of Odyssey. If you have any questions, comments, constructive criticism, or just want to say hi, then you can find us at temporalplaygrounds.com slash odyssey or email at temporalplaygrounds at gmail.com. Babylon 5 was created by J. Michael Trzynski and is owned by Warner Brothers Domestic Television. The Babylon 5 role-playing game was produced by Mongoose Publishing utilizing the OGL gaming license of D20. Our theme music was composed by Evan King. His song Titan Striker is available on YouTube and at evankingmusic.com. Incidental music and background was provided by Tabletop Audio at tabletopaudio.com. Please see websites for more information. Again, I am Daniel, and I thank you all for joining us on this adventure. Good night, and keep dreaming.